Well, take your Bibles and enter Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Uh, been a wonderful service so far. I always get excited to be able to uh, preach to young people, especially at graduations. And uh, tonight is just a, a wonderful thing. Thank you, Brother Hammonds, for your challenge and just the words and the participa- participation of everyone. And I understand, I'm excited for both of you. Amen. It's, uh, it's exciting to see what God's going to use you to do and how God has already used you. So it's exciting to see. But in Proverbs chapter 4, we're going to look at wisdom versus knowledge tonight. Now, I don't know about you, but I think it's time for us to stand up for a moment. Let's stand up together. Uh, If you don't have a Bible with you, that's okay. We do have pew Bibles there. And we're just going to read this verse together, okay? Let's get the blood flowing here. I only have a one-page sermon. But those of you that know me, that doesn't matter. Uh, So I will try and hurry tonight, but I do want to... um, to emphasize some things that God has for us tonight. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 7. A very short verse, but if we could read that out loud together. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Let's begin together. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Let's pray together. Dearly Father, I pray that you have blessed our time together tonight. For Lord, we have... We celebrate Micah and Isaiah as they have reached a milestone of knowledge. And Lord, I pray tonight as they begin to grow in their journey in life that you are leading them on, Lord, that they would get wisdom. And Lord, I pray that also they would get understanding. For Lord, that is how you use us when we are able to apply that knowledge. I pray tonight that you would give me the words to say. We thank you for all those that are here. I pray, Lord, that this be an encouragement to not only those here, but mainly to Mike and Isaiah tonight. We pray your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Wisdom versus knowledge. And we're going to look at wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for just a few moments because they are different things. Many times used interchangeably, but they are different. Knowledge is a clear and certain perception of that which exists or of truth and facts. You're graduating high school. You learned some facts. You were quizzed over those facts. You were tested over those facts. And you gave the right answers most of the time. Most of the time. And that knowledge you can now use. And as year after year, year upon year, you built on the knowledge that you first began with. Oh, is my mic on, Brother Co? Oh, I don't think so. I was wondering. Before I start moving... All right, I'm on. All right. Very good. Wisdom. Here's the definition of wisdom. The right use or exercise of knowledge. You know, we can have knowledge but not use it. And that's a sad thing. We know people that we look out and we see their lives and they know they have the knowledge, but they don't use that knowledge to live for the Lord. And then last is the third we see here is understanding. The faculty of the human mind by which it apprehends the real state of things presented to it. Reality. Because we can have a skewed view of reality, can't we? No, we see that today. Depending, there's so many different points of view. But how do we get that wisdom? As it says here, with all thy getting, get understanding. How we have that knowledge, we need that wisdom, we need that understanding. How do we get that? There are so many that we see today that they are elevated, they have knowledge. But you look at their lives and how they apply it, you know, we see scientists that have so much knowledge, 
but yet they lack the wisdom to acknowledge it is God who made it all. We, have, we can also have so much knowledge of the Bible, knowledge of spiritual things. People who know God, who know the Bible, know about God, I should say. They have the knowledge of salvation, of how to be saved, that only through Jesus Christ, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And over the years, through preaching and through your parents and through school and your grandparents, both of you have had that knowledge of how to be saved. But you can have that knowledge all day long. It's still not going to save you. But you had to have the wisdom to understand by that knowledge your condition and that you needed to go to Christ. And their greatest desire tonight is that if anyone here this evening has never accepted Christ as their Savior, that you would do it tonight. Because only because of Him do they sit here tonight. And only because of Him are they going to serve Him with their lives. If you have not done that, please talk to us after the service to call upon Jesus to save you from your sin. Amen. That's to be their greatest joy that someone got saved on their graduation night. But they had that knowledge. So tonight, let's look at the source of wisdom. Well, of course, we know the source of wisdom that we have on this earth is the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. This is the Word of truth. We can have knowledge of it, but we need to have wisdom to know how to use it properly. Because knowledge can be used improperly, can it? But we see also that what God desires more than anything is to show thyself approved unto God. Too many times we try to make ourselves approved unto man, to a, maybe a family member or to a, a boss or to some secular authority. Should we be respectful? Should we respect authority? Absolutely, yes. But at the end of the day, we're accountable to God and we should be pattern our life and pattern our work ethic, pattern our beliefs after that which is approved of God, not of this world. And that's a choice you're going to have to constantly make in life. Is this going to be approved unto God? Or is it what I think is, should be approved? Because whenever we decide, well, I'm going to live life according to what I think is approved, we get ourselves in a very dangerous place, in a place of destruction. And this passage not only speaks of not only knowledge, but also speaks of wisdom in the Scriptures, rightly dividing. That's wisdom. That's understanding. Knowing how to use the Word of God. Because we can look at it and we can read the verses, but unless you know how to apply them and live by them, it doesn't do you much good, does it? Too many times we have a lot of Christians that have Bible knowledge, but they lack biblical wisdom to know how to live by. The Bible is meant to be lived, not just known. It is a practical book of how we can live our daily life. It really does have the answer for every challenge we face in life. That a Bible needs to be the foundation of our entire life. But what do we do when something comes along? What are you going to do when something comes along, a philosophy or a thought or a teaching that conflicts with the Word of God? What are you going to do? Well, I don't really know. I think you do know. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says this, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against what? The knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
So the source of our wisdom is, yes, a source of our knowledge, but how do we do that? When we see something that comes into conflict and we see that what we're doing and that the, the, what we're presented with, well, it conflicts with Scripture. And whenever things come in conflict with Scripture, it brings us to a decision point. What am I going to do? be helpful to think through some of those situations. What are you going to do in those situations? You know, you're going to be faced at times, you know, a nice young lady's going to come along. Hey, you're cute. Right? Right? It's going to happen. Isaiah's like, never. It'll probably happen to Micah, not you. Sorry, okay. But, you know, but, you know, it's, uh, you know he's, he's just got that, that, that face, you know. But, all right. But what's going to happen? Hey, you're cute. You know, you want to go on a date with me? And that, you know that they're not saved. You know that there's ill intentions there. But, hey, you're flattered. What are you going to do? Go to the Word of God. And what does the Bible say with a strange woman? What are you going to do? Run! No, I'm not, getting a, I'm not getting involved in that. Because I tell you what, because you have declared tonight and you've stood before the people here and you said, we're going to live for God. You've been challenged. Live for God. Guess what? The devil's got a great big target on your back. And he's going to come after you. Because if he can get you destroyed and get you to fall and get you to go your own way and rebel against what God has taught you, then he has been successful. And there's people watching you. There's family members that are watching you. You have a younger sibling that's watching you. You have older siblings that are watching you. You have friends that are watching you. Strangers that are watching you. Other people in the church that are watching you. And sometimes, you know, like, well, we're young. What we do really doesn't matter that much, you know. You know, no one takes us seriously. You'd be surprised how big of an impact you can have on other people. Especially on your peers, people who are your friends. And it might be, but maybe they're about ready to turn their back on and all, but because of you, they're looking to you. And if you fail, ah, see, it's all a bunch of fake. You know, the Bible's not really true. It's all a big joke. That's what the world tells you today. You know, there's blogs, social media, and shows all dedicated to this. Well, you know, fundamentalism is just a big joke. It's abusive, all these things. By the way, it's a lie. Oh, got real quiet. Do we believe it's a lie? Amen. Good. Let's get loud about it then. It's a lie. It's not true. Are there people that go to extremes? Absolutely. But if we live by the word of God and we stand upon the word of God as our foundation, amen, the world's going to hate that. Be ready for the world to hate you because of what you stand for. There's going to be pressure exerted. But what do we go to in the end? The word of God. There's another source of wisdom, counsel. Proverbs eleven fourteen, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And you know, as you get older and wiser, you realize what? That counsel is more and more and more necessary, amen? You know, when you're young, I can figure it out, right? I've had to listen to my teachers. I've had to listen to my parents. Now I'm out on my own. I can make my own decisions, that's the temptation. I'm free. Oh, you need some wisdom because you can avoid some major pitfalls by listening to other people. Because guess what? We've been there. We've made some mistakes, haven't we? We've made mistakes. We've failed and we've fallen. And guess what? It's, the, it's a wonderful thing when people are willing to share with you, hey, don't fall into the same trap I did. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Oh, I can figure it out. Oh, that's going to be a temptation. But remember... 
God is close to those who are meek and humble. And by doing that, God will guide you. They're increasingly going today, we see that so many are going to their peers for counsel. Instead of going to the previous generation for wisdom, you have a great source of wisdom in your grandparents. Brother Hammonds can testify. I go to him often. Brother Hammonds, what should I do? He's lived a lot. He lived, well, I'm not going to say how much longer he's lived than me, but let's <laughs> just say he's lived, lived twice as long as I've been alive. I think that's right. Pretty sure, okay, is that, is that right? I don't want to make you older than you are. <laughs> no, but, uh, but I go to him for counsel, and I go to others for counsel. You know why? Because I don't have it all figured out. We need to have the attitude of Solomon when he came to God, when God came to him, when he became king. As I'm but a child. I don't know how to go in or come out. I don't know what, to, what I'm doing here. Now, he grew up in the king's household. He was King David's son. He was, uh, had that knowledge around him. He said, oh, I've got this figured out. He said, no, I don't know what to do. The same attitude his father had. And what did God say? Because you didn't ask for all the riches and for all of these things, I'm going to give you wisdom. But we see his son Rehoboam didn't follow that. Went with the, in 1 Kings 12, went with what his peers had to say. And it ended in disaster. There are three things that I encourage you tonight about counsel that you must remember. Ephesians 5.17 says, Wherefore be not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. If you're not sure what the will of the Lord is, don't do it. If anything, because anything not of faith is what? Sin. If you're not sure about something, you need to go to God. You need to go to His Word. Counsel. Not only that, is honoring your parents. Ephesians 6, one, Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Through the years you've had to obey, right? You've obeyed what your parents have told you. And you still have to, but you're still at home. Right, Scott says, like, amen, all right, you know. But still, at the same time, you're getting older. It's not as much about obeying as it is about honoring. Because your parents, like, you need to start making your own decisions and make sure those decisions honor God, honor your parents, honor your grandparents. That they're honoring the, I have elderly in here, the senior saints, amen, those that are older than you. Because it is a wise thing. Leviticus 19.32 Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God, I am the Lord. Proverbs 16.31 Now this is important. The hoary head is a crown of glory. Now this is If it be found in the way of righteousness. Amen. It's a precious thing. And I know your grandparents fall into that category. Amen. I know the Harveys fall into that category. Many others. You fall into that category. They are righteous, and it's a crown to them. No way you gain wisdom is through some experience. You're going to learn some things. You've already learned some things in life, even though you're young. You've learned some things to do, and you've learned some things not to do. Right? Micah mentioned one of those. Because there was wisdom applied. Right? The rod is a teacher. Right, And also, not only that, but just knowing, hey, if I do this, I know what's going to happen. Right? We, that should keep us away from sin. Amen? But also some things that you did right, then God blessed. I said, yes, I'm going to do that because I'm going to continue because God blessed because I honored God. I honored my parents even though it was hard, even though maybe I didn't want to. I still did it. And God worked it all out. 
there's going to be some experience that you gain. Romans 5, verses 3 through 5, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh what? Patience. And patience, what? Experience. That if you're patient, you're going to experience something, and that experience brings hope, and that experience of God's there for you, and he'll be and guide you through the way. And hope maketh what? Not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. You know, you're young, but you're going to go through some things. You're going to go through some hard things. Everybody has to go through some hard things. You've already been through some hard things. You know, some of you have been through physical things. No, Isaiah, you didn't like having your knees operated on. I don't think anybody likes that, right? You've been through some physical things. But you learn some things, right? You're not indestructible, right? A lot of 18-year-olds say, well, I'm indestructible, right? But no, you're... You have mortality. But God also gives us those things to remind us that he still is the one that provides all things. Experience has its place in our life to guide us. But Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, just back from where we were, just very clear. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy Path. Notice that experience is the last source of wisdom. God's wisdom, the counsel of others, which includes God's wisdom, and then our own experience is the lowest. Sometimes we like to put our experience on the top. Oh, well, I know what I'm doing. We go to God first. So the source of wisdom. Second, the love of wisdom. Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they. That was my first point. Great peace have they which love thy law. The other two are shorter, I promise. And nothing shall offend them. Isn't that interesting? Great peace have they which love thy law. You can have great peace in your life if you love this book. If you love the word of God, you can have great peace even in the midst of storm and trial and tumultuousness. Talked this morning about the great darkness that engulfs all the world. We can have peace if we're focused on this. And you love it. And you live it. And it's interesting, nothing shall offend them. What does that mean? Discouraged to the point of quitting. So it talks about there. Offended. That tribulation comes and trial comes and that you're going to be not offended when that time comes. As others, when they heard Jesus, they loved his preaching, but then when it came hard, when it came to the point of surrendering their life, to the point of sacrificing all, oh, they said, that's a hard saying. And they turned away. Why? Because they were offended. And what did Jesus ask the disciples? Will you also go away? You're going to see others go away. You're going to see others turn away. We can't depend on what other people do to make our own decisions. You're going to see peers, people. I know people. We all know people that have turned away from the word of God. They've turned away from church. They've turned away from what they've been taught. And you know what Jesus is going to come to you. So are you also going to turn away? Are you going to follow the crowd? Or are you going to love me and love my word? You have a decision to make. God's wisdom will always lead you right. Don't ever doubt that. The, wisdom, the world says, well, it's going to lead you in the way you think, but there's a more than one way. There's more than one right way. There's only one right way, and it's God's way. And wisdom will always lead you right. It will tune your heart to God's if you love wisdom. Proverbs 10, we're going to look at a few verses here. If you'd like to follow along, verses 8 and 9. What does wisdom do? Well, verses 8 and 9 tell us that it will ensure correct actions. Proverbs 10, verses 8 and 9, the wise in heart will receive commandments, teachable, but a pratting fool shall fall 
He that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his way shall be known. Was that walking surely, not in an unsteady way, but know what direction they're supposed to be going in. Not only that, let's go down to verse number 19 and 20. It will ensure also the correct words that we use. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. But he that refraineth his lips is wise. I'm just letting it soak in for a moment. All right, verse 20. The tongue of the just is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is little worth. Verse 32. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. I think that one's soaking for a minute too. But the mouth of the wicked speaketh frowardness. Amen. But what's the reward of wisdom? You look at this and like, well, what's what's the point of all this? Right? We ever wondered that? What's the point of all of this? What's the point of church? What's the point of the Bible? You know, I don't get it. What's all the what's all the big deal? Is it really worth it all? Well, here's the reward of wisdom. Verses 28 through 30 of Proverbs chapter 10. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. All that you expect walking away from God, it's all going to fall apart. It's all going to vanish away. Oh, I'm going to get all this if I go my way. The devil promises all sorts of things, but it never comes to pass. It always ends in destruction. The way of the Lord is strength. By the way, so many say, well, that won't happen to me. It's going to happen to you. We've all seen too many people go that way, but they believe the lie. Oh, I'll be different. I'll be stronger than that. God's ways are unchangeable. And he tells us, aren't you glad he tells us the right way and the wrong way? Amen. I'm so glad of that. You know, we don't have to wonder. Verse 29, the way of the Lord is strength to the upright. But destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. So what's the, what's the reward? First is gladness. You're going to be glad. Brings joy and peace and blessing. That's what many people search for. They search their whole life for that. And you can have that because you're God's in Christ. You want to live for him. You can have that. But not only that, it's also strength. You know, you're young. It's like we're pretty strong, you know. You know, we're, we're strong, and that's normal, that's a guy thing, okay? You know, we're strong, you know, and we can handle things, you know. We're skinny but strong, you know. People underestimate us, you know, we can, we can lift some things, and, you know, have, you know, you've heard me say a couple of times, Mom, lift it up, guys, lift it up, you know. Your muscles, use them. You know, I'm so glad, oh, I'm going to strain something. Oh, no, none of you have never done that. You know, you're not one of those sissy guys. Ah, ah, I can't lift it. You got some strength. We think of physical strength there. Now, this is strength of character, spiritual strength. You're going to need some spiritual strength to endure the battles and the fights that are going to be against you. You're going to need some strength because the world and the devil is going to fight hard. And you're going to need to have that strength. And also, the reward is a foundation to stand upon. A foundation to build upon because you have finished the first stage in your life. A foundation has been laid for you. 
the foundation of your parents, a godly heritage, a foundation of character, a foundation of the word of God, foundation your grandparents have built for you, a foundation that I've had a part, and Pastor Daly and others have had a part in helping you, going to camp, preachers at camp, Dr. Jerry Ross and his books, they all have had a part in building that foundation for you. Now you can begin to build upon it. And what are we going to build? Are we going to build wood, hay, and stubble, which perishes away? Or are you going to build gold, silver, and precious gems? And I believe you desire to build with that gold and that silver and that precious gem. You desire that. But all of those things require something. They cost something. All the things that you want to build your life with, the world is going to make you pay for it. And you're going to be asked the question, is it worth it? Get this settled in your minds, if it isn't already. Is it really worth it living for God? Is it really worth it living for the wisdom that I've learned here and the knowledge? Is it really worth applying? Is it really worth living for? Is it really worth dying for, dying to self especially? Is it worth it? I know in my life, absolutely, yes, it's worth it. I know many in here, yes, absolutely, you've made that decision. It's worth it. Hope you've made that decision. Is it worth it? Oh, and very carefully weigh your decision. What Count the cost of it. We know Jesus Christ is worthy of all things because he died for us. Is it worth it? And the devil's going to come to you and it costs you something. Is it really worth it? And I hope that you have the answer ready and clear. Absolutely, yes. It's worth it. That right there will keep you steady on your path for the Lord. Maybe some here tonight, have you ever answered that question in your mind, your heart, and given God the answer when the, the question comes, is it worth it? I hope you say yes. I've never really considered that. Consider it. Because if we don't know the answer to that question, there's only one right answer. Romans 12 talks us about reasonable service. It's reasonable for us to serve him because he died for us. But if we don't know the answer to that, the devil will win in that day the question comes. You need to be prepared. You prepared a certain stage of your life. Now you're prepared for the next stage. Prepare for the battle. When you have prepared, you have learned much. Now it's time to fight the battle. You have been in a protected environment, been protected by your parents, and you still will be to some degree. You've been protected by others. Now you're beginning to step out into life where you're going to be stepping out onto the battlefield of life. How are you going to stand? You know, it's kind of, it's kind of scary. You know, you're, you're like, well, what are we going to do with life? It's okay to be scared. It's okay. Don't have to have it all figured out. I didn't. I don't know if I still do. but If we're honest, we never really have it all figured out. We just take one step at a time, amen? We're honest. You don't have to have it all figured out. There's a lot of pressure today. You've got to have it all figured out. You don't. Just be sensitive to the Lord. Follow that step by step. And as you step out of that battlefield, know that you don't have to fear your enemy if the Lord is with you. Just like David, he didn't fear the enemy because he knew the Lord was with him. Don't fear the enemy because the enemy would love you to be afraid. Love wisdom. It has great rewards. Love the word of God. Live by it. Keep it here and never take it away.
and God will use you in a great way, far greater than you think or I think or anybody else thinks. When I was your age, I was going to making decisions and I want to be a pilot, I want to be a lawyer and all those different things. And I decided that God, Lord had burned my heart for missions and I was going to Bible college to be a missions major. By the way, that decision changed my life. I wouldn't be standing here today if I didn't make that decision. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have four children, fifth on the way. I wouldn't be here at Tabernacle Baptist Church. I wouldn't know any of you. The power of those decisions, the power of those decisions, ah, it's not that big. Oh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal where you go to school. It's a big deal how you prepare. It's a big deal who you marry. Change all life course altering. I'll never forget my aunt. She was a wealthy woman. And she had been a professional for many years. And, and she just asked a question. She was visiting us, and you know, as family members do. So what do you plan on doing when you graduate? And told her, well, I'm thinking of going, because she had heard I wanted to be a pilot at one time. And so I just told her. And I said, well, I'm planning to go to study the ministry. And she looked at me and just got her finger out. And she said, you're smart. Why in the world would you throw your life away like that? She wasn't saved. My mom had witnessed to her many times. I said, why in the world? And my mom's on the other side of the room. You know what that like, Carrie? You know, just like... <laughs> I hear winding up behind me. No, but... But without a moment's hesitation, I said, I said, Aunt Donna, that, it's not a waste to serve God. It's never a waste. She didn't have anything to say after that. Well, okay, whatever. You know. <laughs> Religious nuts. But at that moment, I mean, I never really thought it was a waste. I thought it was the highest thing that a person could do. You desire to go to, to serve the Lord in that way. You deserve to serve the Lord. By the way, that doesn't make yours any less valuable than his. It's different. Everybody has their different path in life. Amen. I'll send my animals to you. They get sick, calling up Micah Hallman. Right? You're going to do it for free, right? 10% discount, that's all I have. So. That was Isaiah... The evangelist, preacher, missionary, somewhere. Maybe the pastor of this church someday. I don't know. Who knows what God has in store? Amen? Sometimes we see them and we see the young people and we're like, how in the world is God going to use that person, right? You ever wonder that sometimes? Oh, people said that about me. I think back, I wonder how I got here. You know, everyone, <laughs> I don't know how I, I, did. I got here somehow. I don't know how I did. But God has a plan. God has a ways of teaching you. So tonight, love wisdom. Get understanding. You have knowledge. And you're going to gain more knowledge as you go through life. But use that knowledge for God's glory. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this evening. We thank you for these young people. We thank you for those that are here to celebrate this great achievement in their life, a stepping stone toward what you have, an era of preparation completed. Lord, others are ahead, 
I pray that you bless them, guide them, and Lord, that we would be fully dedicated and tuned to you. I pray any here tonight that they're not saved, dear Lord, that they would call upon you to be saved. They would ask that question. Maybe others tonight that they don't know, is it worth it? Is it worth it to live for you, dear Lord? I pray that they have that answer in their heart. If they don't, I pray that it would resonate in their heart and they would consider, is it worth it? I pray, Lord, that you would protect these young men as they strike out to serve you. Keep them encouraged. Oh, the devil would love to discourage them. I pray, Lord, that you would protect them, help us to put a hedge around them, and, Lord, that they would follow your guidance. They desire it so desperately to be guided by you, and I pray, dear Lord, I know you will guide them in the right time and in the right way. I pray that you be with them as they wait upon you and lean upon you and not their own understanding. Bless us, we pray, and dismiss us in peace tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.